Hello and welcome to Freedom and Four Paws, the show where we hear inspiring stories from amazing people travelling the world and living their best life, often with their pets in tow. From slow mads to digital nomads, house and pet sitters, expats and families with their dogs on the road. In this podcast, find out how travel can truly set you free. Cooper, it's an absolute pleasure to have um, Nikki join us today. Now, um, Nikki caught my eye because she's an avid traveller. Um, she She's one of these wonderful people who has a story, um, you know, along the lines of she, she quit her job and went travelling and found house and pet sitting. And um, Nikki actually also has a dog who she takes along um, on many of her adventures with her. So I'm very keen to find out how that works because we now have a little COVID puppy, I think they call them. And so how does your story start? Where did it all begin for you, Nikki? Well, we got into um, house sitting probably six years ago and we were both still working full time. So we were looking at small sits, short sits, sits during our holidays. We hadn't got a dog at the time. Uh, and we did a few local ones and built up our, our reputation really as sitters on one of the major um, house sitting sites. We did a few short sits. And then in um, October, well, in August 2020, I could retire from my full-time job. And that was at age 55. And I that had been my plan since I was 17. So nothing was changing. I was going to go at 55 and, and have a different kind of adventure. So I'd had an amazing job, really good career, but it was time for me to do something different. And August 2020 was my birthday, so I could finish them. But as you can imagine, we were right in the middle of a pandemic. Mm. I'd already put my plan in place and already given my notice 12 months before. So um, it was it was the ball was rolling. The train was on the track, so to speak. So we just carried on with our plan, thinking, well, we're not really sure where we're going to be able to go. Travel's a plan. But where do we go? We'd bought ourselves a camper van during lockdown. We couldn't fetch it for the first three months because we were locked down so we bought it online um a friend uh it was a friend had viewed it for us so we knew it was okay but then the guy kindly held on to it until we could um go and fetch it so we'd got a camper van we'd got my retirement and then Andy my husband he was a driver for a holiday company so he'd been furloughed and then he got made redundant so we were like, right, okay, it really is time to go now. We really yeah, need to universe. do something different. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It was all lining up. We got rid of our apartment and left in Cardiff. This is in, in Wales in the UK. We left in October 2020. And there was just a window of opportunity in the UK where you could travel. So it was one of those periods where they said, yes, you can travel. And then quite quickly afterwards, it was well, no, not really. So yeah. we we left at that point and we went over to um, a sit that we'd got booked in Spain. We'd got about five booked. And then, of course, COVID was changing everybody's plans. But this one was still on. So some of them had cancelled. So we took our van and we packed it all up, said goodbyes to our families, socially distanced goodbyes. But we said goodbyes yeah. and we we left for Spain. And so that's really where that bit of the journey started in terms of um in terms of travel um we got to spain and the first sit didn't it couldn't happen we got there and then the village that it was in in spain locked down and very strictly locked down so So we spent five weeks there so were you living in the van for those five weeks 
Well, what happened kindly was that the the couple we were sitting for had got a holiday home attached to their house. So when they couldn't go, they allowed us to stay there. So we were there for five weeks with the van parked in their in their drive. And then as soon as we could move, um, which did take the five weeks, we then moved on a little in Spain and we did um we did a sit for a couple uh who had got a hotel. Um, so there were a couple of things happening and as we were out there we were starting to pick up um yeah. pick up other things and then over the winter we just decided to stay we weren't going to stay we'd got a Christmas sit booked we did that but we weren't going to do any Christmas sits because our plan originally was to come back to the UK but UK government had said you could only meet one one bubbling your family or whatever it was at the time um, and we couldn't decide who that'd be so we decided to stay away instead um, and left family to their arrangements and um, we stayed in in Spain and did a and did a sit for a really appreciative couple because they just couldn't find sitters there was nobody in the country who could do that they could travel to their country to go see family we were already there it just sort of worked perfectly now we still hadn't got Gus at this time How so got a house sitting if I'm thinking back, it was sort of five years ago and it was um, it was looking at various things online. You know, you start to see, see things in your social media, don't you? You know, that, that things start to appear. And I think it was an advert for trusted house sitters and sort of had a look at that and thought, oh, that looks like a really, a really good idea. Started to look at things like reviews of it and how that worked and how it might work for us. Um, created a profile. And then, as I said, we started to do like small sits to build our mm, reputation that's what we um, and to well. build our verifications. Yeah, uh, that's what I if anybody's talking to me about it now, that's always what I recommend is to do those short, small sits where In you backyard, can get to know the kind yeah. of animals. Yeah. Yeah. Really nearby, which worked for us because we were working um, and close by as well, as you say. And I think that. um that really got us thinking about the kind of animals that we would feel comfortable, the kind of pets we would mm. feel comfortable looking after as well. So that helped with that as well. And the kind of houses, you know, the kind of yeah. communities we wanted to be in if we were going to be longer term. So that really yeah. helped with that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I I love your I love your um <clears throat> your Spain story too, and and how everything starts to it really does feel like it aligns, and the people you yeah. meet along your journey, and and they help you through these periods of time like COVID that you just you never you never saw coming. Um, and yeah. you know, I mean, I guess there's far worse places in the world to be stuck than Spain too. So um, I'm not going to say that I'm not jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> now we know that you've got your lovely little Gus dog and you did rescue him in Spain. Is that is that right? What was the yeah. story there? Well, we'd been we'd, we were on a campsite for quite a long period. It was probably six weeks. It was another period of lockdown. So Spain kept locking down particular areas and we were on a campsite and just really noticing that lots of people had got dogs and it was really easy in Spain to have your dog in in your van and we got chatting to people who had got some quite big dogs actually a couple that we met had got three Newfoundlands in their in their camper van so you know we were thinking okay if they could do it I'm sure we could and we've always had dogs and we've always had rescue dogs it was a period of time where um, our last rescue dog had died probably two three years before and you know you get to that stage when you've already had dogs where you're thinking oh it'd be really nice but we we didn't think van life would be compatible so we had left it and then when we were seeing all these people we were thinking 
that sounds okay. So we started to look for rescue centres in Spain, in the area that we're in, and just generally on social media, looking at the kind of dogs that were available, not really thinking we would jump in and, and get a dog. Um, you never do, do you? <laughs> no, no. And then I started chatting on, I'd acquired sort of just generally with one rescue centre and, um, or shelter they're called there, aren't they? But um, I inquired and a lady from the UK who volunteered there had started talking to me online. So she just said, oh, you know, what are you looking for? And I said, well, we're not really looking for a particular breed. We just want a dog that doesn't chase things, doesn't bark too much and is adaptable enough to cope with van life and moving around. I'm not sure. And I, I did. I remember saying to her, I'm not sure whether that's even whether that's even a, just a wish and a dream and that dog doesn't exist. But we don't want a dog unless it's right for the dog. And for us, of course. So she just said, well, I've got the perfect dog. Hey, fellow travel and pet lovers. If you found your way here, we wanted to let you know that there's even more great free resources available for you to make the most of your house sitting, pet sitting and digital nomad experiences. Join thousands of other like-minded people in our Facebook group. Head on over to our page. It's Travel Live Learn and follow the links to our group from there. Once you've done that, Hop on over to travellivelearn.com and sign up for our free VIP mailing list and you'll score a host of excellent freebies. We've got terrific guides in there on house sitting and pet sitting. There's cheat sheets, there's copy templates that enable you to craft your winning pet sit application. We've got a house sit guide template in there as well. Now these are all the questions that you need to have answered before you sit somewhere. And in a handy twist of fate, if you're a homeowner, as well as a pet sitter perhaps, this will also double as a welcome guide that you can um, offer pet sitters coming to your home to stay. And finally, there is an exclusive 25% off code to join trusted house sitters. All the details are at travellivelearn.com. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's... Uh, and she said, why don't you come over to the shelter and walk some dogs? And we went over and we did a, a, a little bit of volunteering and we walked all the dogs and then we walked Gus as well. Um, he was a dog that had been born in the shelter, so they knew him really well. He was two, but they'd known him really well. He's a middle-sized, mid-sized um, black dog. And in, in Spain, they have a lot of problems adopting black dogs. Oh, um, and, and his size. Too, I think it's a, um, yeah. a superstition, isn't it? It's so sad. Exactly. Yeah. So he'd been around in the shelter a long time. And he there, there wasn't too much human contact but lots of dog contact for him so they would put lots of the um unknown dogs in with him because he, his nature was really placid so we really liked him when we met him and and we were it's hard to tell with a dog that's never been around people whether they're going to settle so mm. um Mandy who was a volunteer really kindly offered to have him at her house for a month um and she had got two dogs so she wanted to check that he was okay in the house that he could live in a house because he'd never done that so she had him for a month and then we went and picked him up and we we this this is again as you said Sarah the, the exact thing that you meet people along the way who really help you out so the couple that we'd done the hotel sit for had got an apartment and they said look go and stay in our apartment settle Gus down before you introduce him to the van so we had two weeks before we left Spain back to the UK of settling him in with us and in an apartment so it wasn't too chaotic and moving around and traveling 
and he'd never traveled in in cars and vans in the way that we wanted to so we did some work with him moving him gradually into the van um you know just getting him in there first and then sort of going on a really short drive and him going out and having a walk and got longer and longer so we did that over the two-week period um and then we were ready to come back to the UK so that's where it it began with Gus really that's incredible. And you did all the right things. It's such a beautiful mm. story. So how, with with little Gus as um, the third member of your family now, has has that impacted your, um, your applications for SITS? Like how have you been received when you're applying for house SITS? Because it's, it's been a question on our mind as well. We figure some some homeowners are, are happy to have another little dog there to play with their dog, but other people, other people don't. But yeah, what's been your experience? Yeah, exactly that really. Initially, I I amended my um, profile and and it was somewhere in the middle that we'd rescued Gus, not for any other reason other than it's sort of a bit like a story of profile, isn't it? So Gus appears in the middle. Um, (laughs) But then I started to get, because this year has been a really busy busy sitting year and I I don't know whether you've noticed this, but as people have started to travel, it's got really busy. Um, So we were getting lots of requests for sits. And then when I I went back to people that I'd say, you know, we have got a dog and they're like, oh, we didn't realise. So I thought, right, I'm going to move that statement up front and centre. So it's sort of right at the top of our profile now. We are Nikki, Andy and Gus with some paw prints that says this is who we are. So people know immediately they look at our profile and I've brought that right up now. And also um, we've started to... um, I've got sort of a very broad statement that says, thank you for uh, inquiring with us. You do realise we've got a dog. So I always put that up front first as well. Really clear. And then, Mm. yeah, I've made it really clear. And then when we're applying, um, if it's the other way around and we're applying, I just generally have a look to see, I have a really good look at the profile rather than just the location. I'm looking at what kind of dog it is or cats um because Gussie's fine with cats too so what kind of dog it is or what kind of pets they are and does it look like they're nervous does it look like you know in the profile sometimes people will put you know the the dogs scared of other dogs well obviously I'm not even going to apply for those so I do a lot more work now than I did before of looking at what what pets they are and how Mm. that would fit with us and our, our our situation um and people have been in the main we've had a few people who have said oh no you know I don't think that's going to work just because the pets our dog's not going to want another dog in the house or, or things like that so that's um that's generally worked and we haven't seen a drop in applications at all we are uh, sorry wow. a drop in acceptances we're booked up now until next August wow um, that's incredible so Excellent. So we're not having a problem with that. We've got a lot of repeat people who, when they meet Gus and they realise that, you know, their, their dogs are going to have a great time playing and, and, and they want us back anyway. Um, so that's helped. And a lot of the sits that we've done since we've had Gus, they've put it into their review of us. But you know, lovely Gus came along, or he's mentioned. Oh, that's so cute. so that's helped it. as well. Yeah, so that's really oh. helped. So if if somebody, if I think somebody might not write that, I always say to them, you know, when you're doing your, if you do a review of us, if Gus gets a mention, that will be really helpful. Yep, brilliant. There's some excellent tips. Yeah. So Nikki, you're a wealth of experience and knowledge. You've certainly done the right thing. I love your story about rescuing Gus. We were very lucky to um, do a house sit in Malta, and the couple <laughs> we looked after, they're nine animals. 
So, Cooper, we've been together a while now. What's one major thing that I love but have a serious problem with? Wine? Oh my god, that's so rude. I do love wine, but no, I'm talking about sleep. Oh yeah, you are a light sleeper, and you are awake a lot. Even when we're travelling and housing and I'm not stressed, I'll have trouble sleeping. But that's often to do with the disrupted routine, you know, you haven't got your pillow or your same bed or the time zone's different. I've had more trouble sleeping as I get older though, but I think life's busier these days and I do think that contributes to, to difficulties sleeping. Now I have tried a lot of options to help me sleep and one day while trying to find yet another remedy, I came across cloudy gummies all the way from California in the USA. Now I chose to try the cloudy mellows for sleep. These include melatonin, ashwagandha and magnesium and also the cloudy kamis with ingredients to support stress and anxiety throughout the day. Now, I honestly didn't think that lollies, as we call them here in Australia, gummies everywhere else, I didn't really think they'd help, but I tried them based on some excellent reviews. And I actually do think they help. I've been trying them for a couple of months and I have noticed a difference. Now, my personal routine is I chew two cloudy mellows before heading off to bed. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll have another couple. And I am falling asleep much faster and easier than I used to. And with no hangover in the morning, which is really great because some sleep remedies do actually cause a hungover feeling in the morning. Uh, also, the Kamis do seem to be helping me maintain my, well, calm during the day. Now, I, I do think I'm going to continue to use the Cloudy products. They've got some other lovely looking products on their website too, which I'm going to double into on my next visit. Now, if you think that these products could be helpful to you in our busy, traveling, sometimes anxiety-filled world, Visit tricloudy.com to, to have a look at their products and we have an exclusive discount code for, for our podcast here. It's FREEDOM10, so the FREEDOM and one zero. Pop that in the cart when you're purchasing and you will score 10% off. Now these guys do ship worldwide. I got my products sent to Australia from America. So go and have a look at their website, tricloudy.com. Pop in the discount code from our podcast or YouTube if you're watching it there, Freedom10, and you will score 10% off your entire purchase. They'd go to Sicily and rescue dogs, mm. bring them back to Malta and then rehone them. There are so many dogs out there mm. on the street, so it's fantastic yeah. that she rescued Yeah, it's dogs. lovely. You scored the jackpot with you. <laughs> now, starting out, what are some of the learnings you've picked up along the way? Uh, what are some advice and tips you'd give to someone who wants to join Trusted House It or House It? And mm. especially for those people who want to take a dog with them, what sort of advice would Anything you Anything else on top of what you've already shared? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the key things for us are about setting your boundaries. You know, don't be so keen to do a sit that you forget that your animal, your pet, your dog is the most important thing in your family as well. You know, the, the most important thing to the people you're sitting for will be their pets, but you've got your pet with you as well. And they have to be a priority and that you've got to set some boundaries because we've we've had people who have, have approached us that, I think are so keen to travel now and perhaps have struggled to get a sitter that they've gone, yeah, the dog will be fine. And then when I've looked at the not profile, right I just thought, it's just not right for Gus. Mm. So I've had to look at what's right for him as well. Um, we recently sat for two Dalmatian puppies um, who were absolutely gorgeous, but they were just a little bit too much for him, for Gus. 
Yeah. So they were just just had a little bit too much energy. Um, so it is as well about being quite um, selective, I think, not just about location anymore for us. It's about what fits um, with Gus, what works. And more generally, uh, from a sit perspective, what works in terms of other animals? Because like you, we've sat for people who have got chickens, horses, cats. And we did a sit recently in Mid Wales who had got horse, two dogs, cats. Now, Gus is fine with dogs, cats, and to some extent horses, but he's not got a lot of experience of that. Mm. So again, I was really careful about the way that we introduced him to the horse and made sure that he was not, you know, wanting to give the horse too much attention. Um, But also, you know, knowing that she'd got two dogs and the horse made me feel more reassured that it would be a settled environment. So I'm now looking, and I think this would be a good piece of advice, look at the whole picture. Mm. You know, don't just think, because I think when we started out, a lot of it was about location. We didn't have to worry about dog, you know, is that a location we want to be in? Is it the kind of house we want to be in? Mm. But actually it's more now, it's more about the bigger picture. So those are the key things I think um, I think for us. And, and if if you start with something in terms of routines, um, then continue that. So we've had we've set some boundaries that we've then continued to have those boundaries. So we try not to think, oh, well, that looks really nice. We'll try that one because we have to we have to put Gus at the at the centre of that experience as well. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic advice. Uh, Nikki, you've been to some amazing places, uh, house-sitting around the world, the UK, Cyprus, Iceland, Spain, France. What about travel inspires you? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've always loved to travel, but when you work full-time, it's always holidays, isn't it? And Mm. and I was lucky in my job. I got to travel to some amazing places with work as well. Um, But I think this kind of travel, it's that ability to see not just to see different places, but we really like to immerse ourselves in the culture. So, you know, just to be part of a different culture, really. When we always say to sitters, when we come to you, we're there to focus on your your pets, your animals. We're not often about sightseeing and leaving your, your pets for, yeah. for hours. We are focused. And then we've got days either side sometimes. Sometimes we've got a bit longer where we then do what we want to do. Um, but for us, Travel is about being in a different culture, about meeting different people, really getting a feel for a different country and a new language and food and all those kind of things that are are the normal living things, really. So beautiful. And, yeah, we'd agree with that, um, especially with the house-sitting opportunity, just living in a local street or a local village and it's in places you've never heard of and wouldn't hear of except for the fact that you picked up um, to, to go on house and pet sit. So, yeah, beautiful. And yeah. the common thing we've noticed, no matter where we've travelled in the world, people are really friendly and kind and they want mm. to help you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We found that, definitely. And and we've met people now who started out as as owners of of, of their pets and are now friends, you know, they're 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 people you want to stay connected to because they're such lovely people. Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, Nikki, yeah. what's uh, what's the next 12 months hold for, for you guys? Wow. Wow. We've got a lot of traveling. We've decided that we're gonna do we've we've decided we're gonna do some longer sits for for um 
ourselves and for Gus. So we've done two years now in our in our travel plans, which is sort of a five year plan, but we nice. can extend <laughs> the nice year, the yeah. five year strategy. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I think the first year is a bit of a honeymoon period, isn't it? And then the second year we're thinking, what does this travel look like for us? You know, how settled do we feel in this? And having Gus as well has changed that dynamic a bit because the short sits, we've got a lot to settle into. And we're not only settling ourselves, which was really easy when it was just Andy and I, but we've got Gus to settle now as well. So we've, we've sort of said that as we move into the next 12 months, we're going to do a, we're going to look for a few more longer sits, but we have got a few planned. So we've got some things that are planned for sitting. So we've got this year, we've got um, some in the Midlands. So I can go back and see my family when we're in the oh, Midlands in the UK. So that we always combine that. We've got Christmas where we've taken a break over Christmas. We're not doing Christmas this year because we can see our family this year. So we're going to do that. And then um, into January, we've got a month in Spain. And then really kindly, the people that we sit for in Spain for a month have offered to have Gus for us so that we can then fly out and go somewhere warm for a oh, few that's brilliant weeks. wow so, so yeah so that's that's really worked really well bit of a swap there and then we go to well then I'm taking some time out and going to Japan so I've got a trip to Japan that's mm. not a sitting trip that's just a holiday um and then we come back and we've got mid Wales um well we've got two lots in mid Wales and Wales Cardiff was where we lived originally so we get back to sort of our our area as well um and then we get to about August well we've got Iceland as well we do a cat sit in Iceland so we have to fly (laughs) that's amazing but we do have to fly out there so we have to leave Gus at home when we do that well with family when we do that um because it taking a dog to Iceland is just very um, complex. With um, Gus for all different parts of Europe, are there any restrictions? Can you just go from one country Mm. to the next? A shout out to all our fellow creative travellers out there who've taken your work on the road. How awesome is it to have the freedom to live, travel and work wherever we want, whenever we want? Now, house and pet sitting as a way of life is something we talk a lot about on Freedom and Four Paws. And we know that many of you who are living this lifestyle are also what we'd call digital nomads. We're constantly blown away by the inspiring stories we hear from people all around the world who have embraced this type of lifestyle and importantly, are successful at it. There are so many amazing stories out there. Is yours one of them? If you're a digital nomad or creative who's taken your work on the road and you want to get your story out there but not sure how, our partner team at Exhale Media Group want to help. Exhale Media Group's mission is to help you tell your story so you can continue to inspire others to achieve freedom. Yep. If this sounds like you, get in touch if you want support with designing your own channels like a blog or social media to share your story. Maybe you need to create a strategic communications or project plan for your business development. Exhale Media Group can help. Do you want advice on how to score PR and media opportunities so you can share your stories for the world to hear? Exhale Media Group can sort you out with that too. Exhale Media Group can help you to develop a content calendar to ensure your channels are always brimming with relevant, helpful content that showcases the inspiration you're bringing to the world. And they can provide personalised storytelling coaching to help you find your confidence, voice and story. All the details you need are over at exhalemediagroup.com. Send an inquiry and mention the Freedom and Four Paws podcast for 20% off any purchase service. Visit exhalemediagroup.com.
dreaded word Brexit for those people in the UK wow. has meant that we've now got the Shenzhen visa issue, which is we can only do 90 days in the Shenzhen wow. countries in total. So we spend a lot of our time now on the on the calculator, on the government calculator, working out how many days we've got, how many days we've done and how many days we can use. So 90 days in 180 is a, a real pain for us. Mm. It means that we're mm-hmm. either moving out of those countries into, you can go into countries then like at the moment, Croatia, Romania, Turkey, but we don't pick up sits in those countries. So yeah, okay. it mainly is the other countries in Europe. So we do have to keep an eye on that and we do have to turn down sits. So on the one hand, we're looking for longer sits, but on the other hand, we have to be careful oh, where they you've are. Got the numbers, yes. I didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, really it's having a huge impact. Mm. Yeah, and because we're in the van, we're driving. So if we've got a sit in Spain, you've probably got five days to get there. You know, so you've got to think about those days are part of your ninety as well. So yeah. we, it has made a difference in terms of traveling. In terms of Gus, he's got a Spanish passport which makes oh, a huge difference so cute. <laughs> because he can tra- he can travel more freely in Europe now than we can um, <laughs> but he, yeah and it, since we left the EU the um the the dog a dog from the UK has to have um a health certificate it only lasts four months and then you have to have another one and they can cost anything between 90 pounds is the cheapest I've seen up to 500 pounds and they're only and you you have to get one when you're back in the UK so it's really it would be really inconvenient for us not to have him on a Spanish passport so Mm. he has that passport now it belongs it because he's adopted he he still officially belongs to the shelter so they have him on a Spanish passport yeah. Uh, Nikki, on this uh, podcast, we like to ask serious questions. Which has been Gus's most memorable sit? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I think there's probably the uh, uh, maybe the more traumatic memories of two very, very bouncy Dalmatians who um, could run for hours and would literally <laughs> run for two on the beach for two hours at a time with poor Gus trying to chase them. Um, so there's probably that one. I mean, he, he did enjoy, he enjoy, he loved the runs, but bouncy puppies are probably, is probably his least favourite memory. I, I think he's probably his favourite memories are being in the van. He absolutely loves it. He sits in the doorway, especially when the sun's shining, with his nose out, just watching the world go by. He just oh absolutely loves it. A little darling. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your absolutely invaluable advice today on um, house um, house sitting and travelling um, with your pet in tow as well. Um, Nikki, if, if people want to follow along with your adventures, um, as we certainly do, where can we find you online? Well, we, we use two main platforms. So we use Instagram and we use Facebook. So we're on there as retired and inspired and the and is the full word and so it's retired and inspired 2020 fantastic we'll pop the details down below thank you so much for your time today nikki looking forward to um seeing what what lies ahead for you all give gus a pat great to meet you thank (laughs) you yeah yeah. great to meet you bye-bye 
Thanks for joining us on the Freedom and Four Paws podcast. This production has been inspired by our awesome Facebook community. Join the group by searching Pets and House Sitting Travel and Digital Nomads or find the group via the link on our Facebook page, Travel Live Learn. This podcast is brought to you by TravelLiveLearn.com. Visit the site today to find out more about this podcast, access show notes, and sign up to our mailing list for free house and pet sitting application templates, guides, and a 25% off registration code for trusted house sitters. If you love this content and want more of it, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast service. You can find us on YouTube too. Look up Travel Live Learn. Until next time, give your pet a pat from us and say yes to that next adventure.